Well, hello, horror fans. We're excited to be joining you for sort of a special little mini episode of Certified Forgotten. You know, Matt Donato and I realized as we record each episode and we do the same kind of introduction each week about who we are and what we do, that not everyone who listens to Certified Forgotten has been with us since the very beginning. So we thought maybe we'd take this opportunity to kind of reshare our mission statement, remind those of you who are new to the, the podcast and new to the website why we're so excited to be doing what we're doing and what you can look forward to in the year to come. That's not right. That sounds about right to me. I think it's time to reintroduce ourselves and especially as we've grown and we have different goals, and different uh, prospects. Uh, let's just take stock and figure out where we are, where we're going and uh, why should people should be excited. Awesome. So if you are with us from the very beginning, then you will know that Certified Forgotten is the brainchild of myself, Matthew Monagle, and Matt Donato, my partner in crime. We recognized uh, two years ago when we first started the podcast that we had seen a lot of really, really good festival horror films that just never got publicity, never gained any traction once they were released, if they were released. So in, in comparing our notes and talking about the types of films that we liked and the festivals that we'd been to, we discovered that there was this sort of niche of festival films that receive a few good reviews when they come out, you know, usually coverage from smaller horror sites. And then that's kind of it. That might be the only blip on the radar that they create. Really the impetus for the show is, as we often talk about was um, a film called found, which is a serial killer coming of age story that both Matt Donato and I had seen at the New York city horror film festival. And both of us had loved uh, a rare Donato Monagle uh, occurrence where we both really fall in love with the film and we didn't you know we didn't hear about it ever again it, it kind of disappeared once it was released and we thought you know somebody should create a show that goes back and digs out the founds of the world the movies that are excellent that deserve being on the festival circuit but need sort of sustained championing across the entirety of their life cycle we're lucky to have enough of a professional network that Donato and I can reach out to friends that are film critics, filmmakers, film distributors, film curators. And these people have such really good insights into the festival scene and you know indie film distribution that whenever we go to somebody and say, hey, do you have a, a small underseen, under distributed horror film that you want to talk about? The answer is invariably, I have several can I do one and then come back on the episode and do another episode in a year's time? And that's always what we're trying to promote here. What Monagle just said about the underseen and the forgotten in a way, because, well, if we think back to Rotten Tomatoes specifically, uh, horror movies were not always reviewed as fairly, maybe we can say in a way, uh, or they just weren't given the attention that genre critics were always giving to horror, but critics at the time on Rotten Tomatoes were not. And that's where the whole 2000 and above year year kind of range that we go for comes into play because, well, you know, we think about all those movies that didn't get that festival release or get that, you know, VOD big push that some do. And sometimes, you know, VOD was just a stigma for a while. All these things play into the reasons why the movies we're covering did not get, let's say, five or ten critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. And that doesn't mean they're bad. That's always the question I end up asking, or mm -hmm. sorry, that's always the question I end up answering when people ask me, you know, why do you watch as many horror movies as you do, and especially the lower budget in the indies? And it's because every once in a while, you're going to find something like just scroll down our episode list and you're going to find something like Patchwork, or you're going to find something like Satan's Little Helper, or Munger Road, things of that nature. And whether me and Monogle both agree 
or don't agree most of the time. Mm. There's still one of us that does. But there is also a guest who is passionate about the movie that they have brought. And that's what the episode's about. So every episode, you know, it's it's less about re-reviewing a film. It's more about a guest bringing unbridled enthusiasm and just selling you a film that you probably haven't heard of, that you probably haven't seen, and taking you places that you might want to go in the future. So I don't know. We're trying to hold that home. We're trying to bring it home a little bit more. And I think we have a few new uh, ideas to help us in the future. Yeah. And on that new ideas, you know, a lot of times people ask us, well, where did the rule that I had to have five or fewer reviews in Rotten Tomatoes come from? And the answer is really uh, whatever. It, like we just sort of picked a number out of a hat. We found that a lot of the films that we were looking at had fewer than five reviews. And so we thought, great, this is our arbitrary cutoff. And, you know, there is a little bit of an actual reason for that. We got really tired. If, if you spend time on social media, I think comes from a place of love, but you get really tired sometimes of people heralding really mainstream, really well-recognized movies as these underseen gems. And there's a place for that, right? Like anybody who discovers a film, a horror film, you know, you see Event Horizon for the first time because somebody said, oh, it's an underrated horror film. It's not, but I'm really glad that you watched it. And there's definitely a place for that in our community. What we wanted to do is give ourselves some guardrails that would make sure that we weren't talking about movies that people already knew really well. And that Rotten Tomatoes criteria just sort of made it really nice for us to tell our guests and be able to convey, yes, there's probably things that you love that people aren't talking about enough, but we're really trying to, we're trying to dumpster dive here. We're trying to go into the bargain bins of film distribution and find the stuff that doesn't deserve, that hasn't gotten a place on the shelf. Things that we can, only we can bring somebody on who's going to be like, I fucking love this movie. But as with everything else in life, things change, times change. Inflation sets in, and that means we've got to update our criteria every now and then. Yeah, it's just how many times did a guest come to us? And not, you know, not too often, actually. I'm surprised how many guests really knocked the five critic reviews or less out of the park. But listen, not everyone also has the knowledge base and not everyone has that wealth to draw from. So we're making it a little easier for the guest to say now, well, we're working with 10 critic reviews or less on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's funny because it seems, again, like a ridiculously arbitrary number. And it kind of is. That's exactly what it is. It's us redefining our rules. But just a cursory glance and looking at the options that became available between five critic reviews and 10 critic reviews, it's kind of astounding how many how many more movies are now playable for the podcast for our guests to look through. It's It's something that I think seems small and seems insignificant when we talk about it, but it will open a wealth of films to our podcast to be talked about. Yeah. It's like the old meme goes, if I had a dollar for every time somebody asked us to talk about a movie with six reviews, I'd have $3, but that's still more than you thought, right? It's still a lot more than you thought. And I, I also think back to the movies we did cover and how, you know, certified forgotten the title is born from our mission statement. And that's what we always want to go for. We want to talk about the underrated and the, the truly underrated because Again, not everyone's going to love it. Again, not everyone's taste is low budget, you know, micro budget, even horror at times. But there are movies like the Poughkeepsie tapes that we were able to cover here because they got caught in the fray of, you know, maybe it was controversy. Maybe it was critics were sick of these, quote unquote, sick, depraved horror films coming after Saw and how the genre had lost its touch. For whatever reason, these movies were forgotten and not all of them are going to be as well 
undervalued as you might think like a burning bright as well we you know most genre fans know something like burning bright but if you look that fit our criteria so i i really want to dig into not only the quote-unquote underseen but talk about why they were underseen and why rotten tomatoes wasn't a great resource for the horror films that weren't in theaters at the time and that's Really, again, starting with the 2000, it's it's a rough area uh, for horror fans and trying to explain why House of Wax and 13 Ghosts are actually tremendous films. But everyone then points yeah. to Rotten Tomatoes like, oh, but it has like a 23 percent. It's like, well, I don't know. Maybe that site's kind of wrong sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, not wrong, but mm-hmm. that site, uh, you know, it's not always it's not always the the regulator that we that we uh, that we make it out to be. Yep. Yeah. The statistics are only as good as what they're counting. And there's some, there's been some gaps over the years that we feel like we can point out in how Rotten Tomatoes engages with the horror community specifically. But you know, if you're, if you're a fan of the show and you're listening to this, thank you and hello. And also we hope that you're also checking out what's available on certifiedforgotten.com, which is sort of the sister website, the, um, the little sibling that outgrew and became more famous, I think, than the, the bigger sibling, which is Certified Forgotten, the podcast. We continue to do a lot of really interesting and exciting things in that space. And by we, I mean, Donato and I just shut up and approve good pitches and let people write amazing articles and we just give them a platform. So we can't really take any credit for it whatsoever. But if we're going to give a little bit of an upgrade to the podcast, we figured this would be a good year to also give a little bit of an upgrade to the website too. We are going to give it a nice clean, a nice new pristine coat of paint. And, uh, you know, do, do we want to look more acceptable? Like, yes, of course. But we also want, you know, when when writers share their articles and when writers talk about writing for us, I don't know. We just we just want the site to look a little nicer for everyone that comes over. And, you know, that also comes along with the fact that our Patreon now completely covers our articles. And if you are listening and don't know that we have a Patreon, well, I will quickly explain that we do not take a single dollar for either myself or Mr. Bonneville. Uh, all the money goes directly back into the website. And the first goal ourselves was to cover the six pieces we put out at $75 a piece uh, with the Patreon fund. So we have accomplished that. We have a few more goals upcoming, but we have such great Patreons who made that possible. So we decided, hey, we're going to put that money that we were spending on the writers at that up to this point into a new site redesign so that that is a nice little thing that we are gonna put back into the site but that's only possible because we had a patreon crew that stepped up and said no we want to help fund the articles and fund the writing and we believe in what you guys believe in so it's not possible you know without without that side of things and we are tremendously grateful for what what we have done so far and who's helped who's helped us along the way yeah it's still it's the weirdest thing ever donato and i wanted to create a little baby horror publication during the pandemic we did we knew that we were going to do it for a long time and that we were privileged enough to be able to take our day jobs and keep this thing afloat while other sites might have been struggling we're lucky to be in that situation and it's gotten to the point now where i will see people tweeting about us and saying i made my certified forgotten debut and i can't tell you as a writer who is used to chasing and celebrating each new byline to have somebody chase and celebrate certified forgotten as a byline I mean, it's a testament to the community. It's a testament to the writers. Again, we're just we're just the people that are like, that article sounds fucking cool. We're going to publish it. But it's just the the fact that that means something to the people that write for the site and it means something to the people that read the site 
man, we're just, we're so lucky that this stuff connects to folks. We're so lucky that we get to share the articles that we do. And we're just going to keep, we're going to keep doing this until we can't anymore. That's, that's the, and, and by can't, I mean, we're dead or the world is end, or we all looked up and the meteor hit Leonardo DiCaprio, whatever it is, you know, we're, we're just going to keep doing this. We're going to keep this alive and we're going to make sure that, that there's still a place for all these little weird movies. Nobody else wants to write about or publish that you have a home here at Certified Forgotten. It's amazing the freedom you can feel when you start a niche project that you know you can never monetize into something bigger. <laughs> it's always going to be great. that. It's always going to be what you wanted it to be. And because of that, we have such readings on, you know, films that have blown my mind so far and perspectives that I never would have thought up myself, obviously. And the fact that we can give them a home somewhere else, I am totally fine with that and also get writers paid for doing the work because I writers should get paid for doing their work and if mm-hmm. that's six pieces a month well that's six more writers that got paid that month that uh, deserve to be and that's it you know it's the beginning of a new year we have some new stuff coming in the line with the uh, the podcast we've got some really really cool guests lined up um i actually have a few guests that i brought to the hopper this year big year in certified forgotten donato's donato's the master networker he's the one that knows everyone but every now and then i can get a get uh, we're excited about the things we're going to do with the website too. Uh, we're excited about what we're going to be able to offer the the horror community going forward. And yeah, as a last word of, uh, of this kind of reintroduction of Certified Forgotten, we just want to say thank you if you listen. Thank you if you read. Thank you if you share. Of course, thank you if you support our Patreon. But you know, Donato has always told me from the day we started this, the word he kept using was community, community, community. He wanted to build a community. He wanted to be able to build something where one person at a time, you know, this would be something that people wanted to read and share and listen to. And I mean, I, you know, I had my doubts. I had my doubts Two Matt's, you know how it is, but he's right. That community is slowly but surely coming along and it's, it's all cause of y'all. So we don't want to start the year on too sappy of a note, but we're, we're just in a very appreciative space right now. Slow and steady wins the race, and the end might not be in sight still, but it still feels pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>